0: Are you tired of feeling like you have to hide your faith in order to be successful in business? Welcome to the Flamingo Advantage Podcast, where Christian marketing and client experience coach, Katie Horner, leads you to embrace your uniqueness, to see the marketplace as a mission field and your business as an act of worship. Welcome into the Flamingo Advantage Podcast, my friends. I'm your host, Katie Horner, and we are back with another lovely guest today, talking about her flamingo advantage in the marketplace. I can't wait for you to meet her, but first I would love for you to click subscribe, click share wherever you're hearing this. Please share this with someone you know, because it's going to be incredibly inspirational for you today, especially if you're looking to get into YouTube or adding a video strategy to your marketing plan. So our guest today, she and her husband have raised four children on an annual income of less than $40,000 a year. And not only that, they've started a business helping other people find joy and abundance living frugally, not with that sour, I have to cut back and I have to save, but with an actual attitude of joy and how we can enjoy this and live abundantly, even when there's little to do it with. And I'm just so incredibly impressed by her and what she's built. And now they're impacting folks through YouTube Hope, where I am so thankful to have you on the show today. Welcome, Katie. I am so excited you asked me to be here. Thank you. You and your husband—I know you started as a blogger. That's how we originally met. Was we both had blogs and we were regularly putting content out into the world. But your business has taken quite a few turns from there into what you're doing now. I'd love for you to just share some backstory with us. I started my
1: blog. I've been a homeschooling mom for twenty-three years. Well. After my boys began to graduate and move on with life, I thought, you know, who am I? (laughs) It was time for me to remember once again who I was and sort of stretch my wings a little bit and do some of the things I knew how to do. I started out in radio decades ago, and I thought, you know, I know how to write. So I'm going to start a blog just sharing how we raise the kids on a low income. And I was getting absolutely no like nobody was finding this blog. And I was a little frustrated. And I thought, I wonder what I'm supposed to do next. Well, then God dropped YouTube hard in my lap. It was one of those moments where you go, yep, that's God. There is absolutely no way around it. My husband came home from work. I said, guess what? We're supposed to do YouTube next. (laughs) And it kind of made sense. I'd worked in radio. My husband worked in television for a long time. And we were like, why, with our background, did it never occur to us to do YouTube? Well, it hadn't. And as we started on YouTube and began to gain traction, we went on YouTube from 200 subscribers to 100,000 subscribers in about two years. The rate of growth was phenomenal. And I think the only thing that I can put it down to is, well, first of all, it was the Holy Spirit's leading. But the other thing that we determined when we started that channel is that we would show up regularly and we would show up authentically. So what they were getting was the real deal. What they saw on camera was what we kind of act like when we're not on camera. Because I think people resonate with someone that they know they can trust. People spot a phony from like a million kajillion miles away. And if you will show up, particularly if you're using video, which is so important to business these days, and you show up and say, hey, I'm so excited to meet you. Here's who I am. People will resonate with that. And you'll you'll actually be able to have that know, like, and trust factor a lot more effectively and sooner than you would if you were not on video.
0: Yes. And there is something to, to be said, I believe, from the spiritual side of things, the whole mm-hmm. idea of. A face-to-face communication, you know, and the Lord wanting to commune with us and community is one of our big values in our family and in our business. And, and it's that idea of there are things that we communicate differently when we can see faces. And I don't know if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, bless you if you are, but we're also putting it out on YouTube so that you can see our faces and you can get that additional interaction with us There's mannerisms and there's facial expressions and there's this, you know, this light that you see when you see someone's face that you just don't get in a blog or in a podcast. And I believe there's different ways for us to use the resources we have to reach the people God intends us to reach as well. Not everyone is an audio listener. Some of them are visual, right? And it's really cool that we now have these tools and YouTube is free. It doesn't cost anything. You know, one of the things that when we
1: started the business and we started the YouTube channel, making money, to be honest with you, was like, I don't even know if I can say it was on the back burner. It had honestly never occurred to us that we would actually make money from YouTube. I just didn't even know you really could. My sole purpose was to impact lives by sharing with them a message of hope. And that's kind of a weird take on my name because my name is Hope, right? But honestly. That's, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted them to know that it's possible to live on a budget. It's possible to live frugally and not see it as this constraining thing where you can't do anything or deprivation. That's not what it is. It's choosing when, where, and how you're going to spend your money. It's choosing to invest in the things that you find purpose in and find meaningful in your life. That's what frugality is. And we honestly just wanted to share that. And when we started sharing that, of course, the channel did grow and we did start making money, but that was never the first purpose in our mind. The first purpose was to impact lives.
0: Yeah, I love it. And out of that purpose, you know, again, faithful is he that called you who also will do it. First Thessalonians 5.24. It is God who puts that purpose in you so that he can live out that purpose through you so he can do in the world what he wants you to do. And, you know, going from a blog that wasn't getting much traction to a YouTube channel, that's got over a hundred thousand subscribers. Look at the lives you get to impact. Mm. It's so, so amazing. When you think about God enlarging our ministry, some people, some people are afraid to do podcasts or they're afraid to do YouTube or they're afraid to do Facebook lives or whatever it is. What's your answer to those folks who are afraid to try that or afraid to put themselves out there in video form. I think that
1: there are people that got in tons for you to impact. And I think you're kind of shortchanging that part of who you are. I remember Katie for years, I was really unhappy with who I was. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but I really wanted to have a different personality. I wanted to not be so like flamboyant. I wanted to be my best friend, Donna. Donna was very, (laughs) she was very elegant. She thought before she spoke, she was everything that I thought I need to be more like Donna. So I literally went to a party one night and I deliberately did not look like a colorful hippie chick. All right. I, I toned it down. I looked more professional. I did my makeup differently. I walked around and I'm, and I like, literally this is true story. I like would pose this Hmm. when people ask me questions, <laughs> it was supposed to be my thoughtful, I'm thinking about that look. And by the end of the night, my friends, one by one, independent of one another, started walking up to me and saying, are you okay? You really don't seem like yourself. Are do you feel like you're getting sick? Is everything all right? I was just trying to be someone I admired. And that's when I figured out it's a good thing to admire other people. There are a lot of admirable traits in my friend. She's unsurprisingly a professional counselor now in her adult life, but God did not make me to be a professional counselor. God made me to be an encourager, someone that when you're going through a rough time, I am literally going to take your hands because I'm a touchy-feely person. And I'm going to look deeply in your eyes and say, you are going to make it. And not only are you going to make it, I am going to go through this with you. That's who God made me to be. God made me to be this person that likes bright colors, that talks loud, that is enthusiastic beyond all reasonable course of enthusiasm. This is who God made me to be. And when you show up on video, be authentic, be that person God created you to be because you have a message that only you can deliver to the people that need to hear it. And video is a powerful, powerful way to do that.
0: Yeah, wherever you're watching or listening, I want you to comment and let us know if you have ever felt that way. Because I don't think Hope and I are the only ones. There's got to be more of you out there <laughs> who have have had that thought of maybe if I was more like so and so, or maybe if I didn't X, or you know. And and I tell the story of of the flower in my hair. Uh, mm-hmm. I wear a flower every day in my hair. Some people call it a headband or a hairpiece or a, you know what. It's just it's a flower. But I didn't always because. You know, 15 years ago, when we first came to Mexico, we were in a ministry that frowned upon color, that frowned upon drawing any sort of attention to yourself in any way that would, you know, their thing was don't detract from the gospel. Anything Mm -hmm. that draws attention to you takes away from the message that you're trying to give. So no bright colors, no nail polish, long skirts, you know, the whole, the whole bit. And, and I complied. Because I didn't want to be the one that would distract folks from the gospel, you know, like my heart was in the right place, but it wasn't until years and years later in a different ministry, in a different situation that the Lord brought me back to the truth of the fact that he made me to enjoy color and he made me to enjoy the fun and the big earrings and the bright colors and the, you know, and not only that, not just that he created me that way, but he delighted in how it made me feel to enjoy those things. And the more that I wore that flower headband, the more that I realized that God delighted not only in how he made me, but in how I feel when I'm embracing the fact that he made me this way on purpose. And so I wear it every day. It's become a thing that is just part of who Katie is because it's my visual reminder. It's what I need every day to remind me of whose I am and how much favor I have to do what he's called me to do, just as I am, not like anyone else. And I think that's so important, you know, for video, for our business, this becomes our flamingo advantage. It becomes us embracing our pinkness, if you will, (laughs) not being ashamed to be pink. The flamingos aren't hanging their heads that they're pink out there in the middle of the blue and green, right? And so you, the way that God made you, don't need to hang your head either. You need to embrace it. And not only that, but leverage it in your business. You get to leverage your enthusiasm in your videos to attract attention and to create connection and build relationships, right? And it's just that embracing who God made you, being authentic, like you were talking about, Mm -hmm. to be able to do what you were created to do.
1: You know, Larry and I had a moment, this was, I don't know, probably a couple of years ago when he said, you know... I don't know. Maybe I should have stayed in school. Maybe I should have gotten a professional job. Maybe I should have done this or done that. And I said, you know what? In 34 years of marriage, has there been a moment where we deliberately stepped away from what we felt God calling us to do? Has there been a moment where we said, no, God, not going to do that. Going to gonna go rogue, going to go off on my own. Did we deliberately disobey the Holy Spirit? And he said, no. And I said, well, then we're fine. We're right where God wants us to be. And we need to be fine with where god has put us and, and it's okay not to have a four year degree you know we survived and it's okay god gave god us provides. resources supernaturally gave us resources many many times but when i found out i was pregnant we had been through years of of infertility we've been married 8 years and i i didn't know if i'd ever have children like doctors couldn't find anything wrong but we just didn't know what was going on And when I finally conceived, we always thought that I would work. I worked in Christian radio. I mean, you know, what a better place to work if you're going to be a working mom. And the minute, and I do mean the minute I saw that positive pregnancy test and Larry saw it, he said, you're going to quit your job. And I knew that was from God. So I quit my job. And I remember, oh my gosh, I remember distinctly. I was the production manager. So I wrote and produced commercials and programs and i remember sitting in the production studio and crying out to god and saying lord i'm going to ask you one thing and i'm going to beg you this one thing you know like i'm quitting my job right because <laughs> i believe you've called me to do it and money is going to be so tight i really honestly thought we wouldn't have extra money to like buy an extra tube of toothpaste or an extra bottle of shampoo to donate to the mission seriously that's what i thought and i said lord Will you allow me to never be in a position when I cannot give, when I feel the Holy Spirit urging me to give? That was the one literal cry of my heart. And God has never in 26 years of having left the full-time workforce and now kind of being a business owner and being back in my own full-time workforce, during that time, God has never, ever Had me in a position where I couldn't say yes when the Holy Spirit, and we were able to save more money and give more than we ever conceived possible. But one of the reasons we were able to do that, Katie, is I firmly believe that when people have little, they feel like they have to hold it tight, hold it tightly. This is all I have. But if you will allow yourself to let go of a portion of that to minister back into the lives of others you will find that God supernaturally multiplies what you have remaining. I believe that so firmly. We never, ever, and I mean ever, allowed our kids to utter the words, we are poor, ever. You know why? Because poor is a mindset that says, I can't give. When you allow yourself to give into the lives of others, whether you do that financially, I remember grabbing my kids' hands and saying, let's pray God uses us to bless somebody else this week. And Holy Spirit would come all over me and say, make an extra pot of homemade soup this week, make an extra loaf of bread. And inevitably, like a neighbor would be sick and would need something that was just nurture her physically and emotionally and spiritually. I would get out that homemade soup and I would get out that bread and say, Holy Spirit told me to do this earlier this week, guys. Look at this, this bread. And this soup, we get the chance to minister to our special neighbor. Let's pray over it. And we would gather and pray because we'd already prayed earlier that week that God would use us despite the fact that we did not have any money. God's resources are so unlimited and it has nothing to do with money. And it has far less to do with money, I will say, than we think it has to do with money.
0: Yeah, I love that. My dad is often saying God's not broke, right? God's not broke. And, and I love thinking about money from the perspective of that. It's a tool. It's not a value statement. It's not something to be hoarded. It's something to be used to create something else. Right. And tools can be used to destroy, but they can also be used to build. And so we get to choose. The tool is neither good nor bad in your hand. It's what you do with it that makes it good or bad. And. So often, you know, the choice is up to us. What are we going to do Mm -hmm. with this tool of money? How are we going to invest it? Just like the tool of time. You get to, you know, time is also neutral. It's neither good or bad. It's what you do with your time that makes it a good or a bad investment. And I love that idea that the way we think about this is mindset. And in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. I know at least when we were getting started in our business, there was a lot of investing of time and resources before we ever saw anything come from it. And we had to have the attitude of, this is what God has called me to do, right? And he didn't promise huge returns. He just asked me to do this. And this is what it takes to do this. I've got to invest here. I've got to buy that. I've got to take that class, whatever it is. I had to be willing to give even before I knew there was anything coming, right? Always believing in the provision, always knowing that I could trust my God. But I had to be willing to step out in faith many times and invest or give in certain areas that I was trusting would reap returns, but I didn't know when. When we put seed in the ground, we're not guaranteed anything. But we do it. We buy the seed. We plant it. We spend our time. We're out there weeding. We're watering. We're keeping the animals out, right? We're not guaranteed anything. We're hoping. We're trusting the creator who told us to do it. And it's the same in our business. We've got to be willing to plant the seed, to invest, to put the time in, often not knowing for sure what's going to come, but trusting the God who says, I'm already in tomorrow, leveraging that faith and those promises of his to be able to walk this out in real life. And so, so good.
1: I remember those early days of the first time that somebody ever contacted me and said, you have impacted my life in ways you don't even realize. And I remember the Holy Spirit saying, If that's the only person you ever impacted, if that's what this purpose was for, would you still have done it? And I'm like, Yes, I would have done it. I would have been obedient, even if there was only one. But because you're obedient when there's one or when there's 10 or when there's 200 people on your mailing list, God supernaturally gives you more. When He knows what you will do with little, He will trust you with more. We are impacting hundreds of thousands of people. No joke every single month with our YouTube channel. I never, ever could have envisioned this. But honestly, this is true. When anybody leaves a message on that YouTube channel and says, you impacted my life, the Holy Spirit says, if that was the only one, would you still do it? And I said, absolutely. I would still do it. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So true. Uh, I know that you're hearing this now, but several months ago, I had an opportunity to speak at a, an online summit and, and the recordings had to happen even before that and it happened to be a very, very busy time in our life. and you know you're you're evaluating and is this a good investment? I don't know, do I really have time to do this and all anyway, I went ahead and, and followed through and and went through with it and did the interview and, and just really, really sweet woman of God that was hosting this and um, so then fast forward to the next month when the summit goes live, The morning my session went live, even before I was out of bed, I had a message and I I get I'm getting choked up because this is how God works, right? I had a message from someone, a voice message on Instagram that very rarely happens for me that said, I don't want to be on earth anymore. I really want to be in heaven. But I listened to your session today and I was reminded that God still has a purpose for me. And I just wanted you to know what an impact you had and to thank you for giving your message. And it's like you said, Hope, like if that was the only one, this is why we're here. I'm sorry for getting all emotional about it. But, you know, this is why I think God gets emotional about these things. I think his heart and his spirit are touched when his creation is willing to do even what seems hard to do what we were created to do and to bring glory to him in the realm that he's placed us, be it ministry, be it marketplace, be it your blog or your podcast or your YouTube channel or your TikTok or your wherever you are, who are you going to impact today by what you do and say? And what opportunities are you choosing to say yes to even if there's no immediate ROI because you just never know where a willingness is going to take you and who God wants to impact through that.
1: And it's all a matter. I think God so honors us when there have been times in my life I've just fallen to my knees and said, I just want you to use me. That's literally what I am breathing for the next moment, God, is for you to use me. That's all I want. And immediately, like God would show up and I'll give you that person like you had, Katie, that said, here you go. This is that moment in time. This is the person this was meant for. And it's all worth it. All worth it.
0: So much. You can't measure that kind of ROI. <laughs> like there oh. is there is no dollar sign available that could possibly measure the eternal impact of what we get to do for our God when we show up in the space that he created us for. And we look at it with the attitude and the perspective of this is the way I worship him. Yeah. You know, And and I use that term business as worship, not tritely, but because mm-hmm. there is nothing better you could do than to honor your creator by doing what he created you to do. And it doesn't mean that we have to be obnoxious with our faith or that we have to you know, be quoting scripture right and left all the time. It just means you have to be authentically who he created you to be and love the people he brings into your business through the things that you do in order to show them Christ. That's mm-hmm. all he's asking. Very good. I feel like we're just,
1: we're preaching a sermon and it's a, good one.
0: <laughs> it's a really good, you know, I feel like we could talk through some of these things all day long, but I want to respect your time and so grateful for our audience for sticking in with us today. Hope, tell them how to get more of you. Tell us where your YouTube channel is. How can our followers also get into your world? My website is under the median, dot
1: com. And on YouTube and on Facebook and on Instagram, we're under that same handle under the median. And we would love, love, love,
0: love to have you come hang out with us. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing your time generously with us today. All of you that are listening, please do go follow Hope. Please share this episode. If you found this encouraging, share it with someone else who needs to hear it. Remember that your message matters and you have a flamingo advantage in the marketplace when you embrace who God made you to be and what he's called you to. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with a friend and consider joining our free listener community at theflamingoadvantage.com. Remember my friends, your message matters and your voice is needed. Don't be afraid to let your flamingo show.